Hi, friends. Welcome back. I'm Stacey Bellward, the host of the Connected Families podcast. Welcome to our community. We are people committed to pursuing God's grace and truth for ourselves and then daily working to pass that grace and truth on to our children. So glad that you're here today. Our topic for this podcast is about anger. It's hard to know how to discipline an explosive child. And let's be honest, sometimes we get explosive as parents. Then our kids get angry. It's really hard to know where it all comes from, how to deal with it, how to recover from it, how to even break that cycle. Lynn Jackson will join me along with Connected Families Certified Parent Coach Jessica Brandon. Together, we're going to go Bible first and add some science and talk about an anger spectrum model. As always, we are going to get very practical. Well, we know that anger is a hot topic. It gets lots of queries on our website and in our free resources. So this episode might be a great one to share with your friends. You know, we are talking a lot about discipline that connects with your child's heart online course this month. And that's because the full course is open right now. We only open up the full course one time a year. And this year is special because there are a few extras that we have been adding. Well, for example, we are introducing guided check-in groups. These are live online groups for those of you who are thinking, think that's a change in my house right now. (laughs) You're also the people who know that a bit of added support will make a big difference in getting everything that you can out of the course so that you can change your parenting for good. (laughs) Change your parenting for good is this year's tagline. I love it. I love the double meaning. And I love it because I know that is your heart to get unstuck from the old patterns that are making you feel more and more distant from your child. It's never too late to start. Now is the time to register. Okay, so guided check-in groups are new, but if you are somebody who wants to listen to the course on a walk or in the car or go for a run, this is gonna be a game changer. Access to audio only will only be available to those people who are in the course for this next 10 weeks segment. Well, Discipline That Connects is our core curriculum and teaches the framework which you have come to recognize if you've listened to the podcast a time or two. Everything we do, including answering your parenting questions, is through the framework. So if you found this podcast or our Thursday Parenting Tips email useful, taking Discipline That Connects, the course, is your next step. This is how you will start to really see the change you are looking for. All the information to register is in the show notes. Tap through right now and check it out. There are fun giveaways going on if you register early. Remember, we're only opening up the course, the full course, one time a year. So now's the time. Send it to a friend. Ask them to join you too. There's so much hope for your family. You know, God is at work all around you, and I believe he wants to use this course to bring great transformation to your household, like he has done for for literally thousands of people already. Register today. Okay, and now on to our conversation about anger. 
I want to introduce Jessica and then I will bring Jessica and Lynn in. Jessica is a mom to three energetic kiddos. She has a BA in psychology with a minor in human development and family studies. And she has a master's degree in Christian ministries. Jessica believes one of the greatest gifts that we can give our children is to parent them with the father's heart. She says the Connected Families Framework captures this so well. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, happy to be here, Stacey. Thanks for having me. And hi, Lynn. Welcome. Hey, good to be here. I know. It's so good to be here. You guys were talking about anger today. And I just want to start off saying anger is just an emotion. It's not all sin. It's not all bad. There's actually some good. If you tap through to our show notes over to the blog, we actually have a spectrum where you can see that there's the good side, bad side. Can I say that, Lynn? Good and bad? Would you like to change those words? (laughs) Well, helpful, unhelpful, hurtful, or healthy, you know, just there's lots of different ways to describe this. That's right. Well, Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So scripture tells us there is an anger that is sin and there is an anger that is not sin. And I think that verse is so great to start with because today we want to give suggestions for how to train up our child and grow wisdom around this strong emotion. Sound good, Lynn? Sounds good. Anger is good for identifying problems, but it's not good for solving them. And that's where sometimes we get into trouble. That's a good quote. Let's put that in quotes. Well, today we want to get really practical. So let me just start off with the very first question. What is happening inside a child when they get explosive? Kids often just dive into a situation with their big anger in a hurtful way. Because it takes skill to use their anger in a helpful way. So in their just the rudimentary brain development, they're just going to come at it in the most simple way, which is hurtful, direct. If I'm mad at you, I hit you. Or I say, I hate you. Or you're a stupid head or whatever it is. And in that situation, the blood tends to flow away from their frontal lobe when they're that upset and into their big muscles. So it's easy for kids to get aggressive when they're angry. And I can still remember when I was super angry and I went out in the, in the garage and I kicked the car because my, I needed to release that intensity with my big muscles, but our words can be hurtful as well. And Proverbs 12, 18 says the words of the reckless pierce like swords mm-hmm. and probably all familiar with the ways that our own anger or our kids anger have been like piercing swords, just hurting someone else's heart. But not all anger is really explosive like that when you want to kick the tire of your car or maybe a child wants to hit a brother or sister or something like that. So I wonder, Jessica, if you could describe what anger can look like when it's quiet. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I've seen with my kiddos a lot of times is when they move from the loud and the screaming and the kicking more over to the left side of the spectrum where it's indirect, you start to see more of the quiet, uh, resentful anger. They can kind of stuff the anger in and it kind of builds. Um, and this just makes me think about my my son. I've got a, a five-year-old, almost six-year-old, and he has just struggled with rage and anger since he was a toddler. Just tons of fits. And I remember a time where there were a couple of weeks where I noticed 
he would just start kind of picking on his sister. He'd push all of her buttons. He'd go over and start knocking down her, you know, Legos. And he would go over and start pulling the dog's hair, kicking the dog. And obviously that was creating a lot of conflict. And so I just started asking, I wonder, you know, what's going on here? And so, you know, he's a four-year-old, so he's not going to be able to fully articulate that. So I just started partnering with Holy Spirit and I said, Lord, do you know what's going on? And he just brought to mind the, a conflict with him and his sister uh, two days prior where she left him out and didn't play with him and invite him when playing with cousins. And so I was able to go talk to her and say, hey, I wonder if maybe he's got some hurt. And that's kind of turned into some anger because there's unforgiveness there. And so now his anger is coming out in a more indirect, but still really unhelpful way. What do you think? And so you're tapping in, asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom for what yep. is really going on under the surface here. And then you're going to both your kids and talking to them and suggesting, could this be what's going on under the surface? I love that. And you also talked about indirect anger. And then, uh, I don't know, would you say also is hidden anger? Are there differences in those two things, hidden anger and indirect anger? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think indirect is, you know, not the same as hidden because you do still see it. You see it come out in different ways. Like that's not related to the original offense, so to speak. And so I think hidden anger, you know, Lynn may able to may be able to speak to this a little bit more, but hidden anger is when there really is just kind of uh, something stirring inside of their little bodies that they don't know what to do with. That's where you're just like pushing anger down, there's quiet resentment. Maybe you're giving somebody the silent treatment or whatever. And then, you know, it might be bitter, depressed even. And then the indirect is when it's coming out sideways. And maybe it's, you know, it's sort of the passive aggressive. Well, you're in a hurry, mom. Well, let me show how well I can dawdle because I don't feel cared about right now. And I want some connection with you in whatever way I can get it. And I'm angry about how you're pushing me out the door and away from my Lego. So I'm going to go slow as molasses. So it can be like that. <laughs> the dog principle of I'm taking something out sideways, you know, like Jessica said, provoking, pushing buttons, you know, indirect with the anger and not mm. with it. I think that's just good awareness for all of us parents listening that when we talk about explosive behavior or anger, we can often think big, big emotion, punching and hitting all those things. So this is just a good reminder that it can look very quiet and it can come out sideways and mm -hmm. to be thoughtful about that. And even Jessica's story about asking the Holy Spirit for, for an understanding of what's going on, I think speaks to something that you teach about a lot in Discipline That Connects, Lynn. Um, here's one of the key principles in the course, Discipline That Connects. You say, being a better parent is about letting go of the primary goal of right behavior and making a primary goal of building wisdom, both in yourself and in your kids. Man, Jessica's example was great for that. But let me ask you, Lynn, this, what would having a primary goal of building wisdom look like with this question of anger? Maybe you could build on that. Well, it's about speaking the truth and letting kids know there's a way to do respectful anger. 
And that phrase, respectful anger, can just be eye-opening for parents and kids. It's like, what? I thought to be respectful, I had to not be angry. No, we're not trying to invalidate your anger. You figured out there's a problem here. That's awesome. So it's, it's also about just teaching healthy assertiveness, teaching kids how to be honest with what they're feeling, and to validate when it happens. Proverbs 10.18 says, whoever hides his hate is a liar. So let's help our kids be honest instead of teaching them how to smoothly, effectively hide their hate, which is what the Pharisees did. You know, they were so clever in how they did their hatred towards Christ, at least initially. Ephesians 4.25 says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we're all members of one body. So it's tapping into that unity, especially if it's siblings. It's like, man, we are all Johnsons, or we are all Smiths, or whatever. So we will learn to speak truthfully to one another. You know, practically with kids, that, that looks like validating what they're saying. You are so angry. And I love that you're telling me that. That's good. Let's just see if we can take a breath so that we can be even more clear and helpful with our words. Uh, That's just a practical example of how to help kids value and have the skills to speak their anger directly in a more respectful way. So Linda, I want to push back on you just a tad, because what if the child just keeps on about the thing that, you know, they're not happy with. And even if it's in a wholesome or kind way, or, or, you know, they're, they're doing it in the way that we're teaching them to do, to speak those words, it's just continual. And they're just hanging on those negative things. What would you say to that parent? Well, I'd probably say, you know, it might be a, a, an issue of, the child is just really dysregulated. So maybe you go for a run while you talk about it, or you go out in the backyard and you throw a a football or a baseball around while you're talking about it to get out that physical outlet. Or maybe there's a deeper hurt under the surface, kind of like Jessica was talking about. So maybe, you know, if the child is really angry that somebody got a bigger cookie is it really about the cookie or is it about the hurt of, I often feel like less preferred sibling, you know, is there a a deeper hurt? And if you're trying to solve the superficial problem and there's a deeper hurt, then you can get stuck that way. There was a set of parents that talked about their son getting stuck in a loop about something he was really upset about. And they would just go, you know what, buddy, I think there's something deeper under here. And when you figure it out, we really want to talk about it, really want to hear your heart. But for now, we've heard enough about this issue. So let's take a break and then come back and really share your heart with us. Mm. And he understood that he was in this brain loop and they had probably talked about that, how that happens ahead of time where we get stuck, but they had a desire to truly hear his heart and then that could help him to calm down and identify the deeper hurt or the deeper concern. I really, really appreciate you saying that, Lynn, because I can even remember at different times, and I would say it was maybe even kind of early middle school, upper elementary. And it was, I felt like I was in this place of, I want to hear, I want to, I want to be a safe place for you to tell me all the things, but it was a loop. And I Mm -hmm. felt like that loop was starting to get unhealthy. 
And so we had to end that because we were now spending way too much time on the negative and not able to move on. And so, yeah. So as we're talking about this, I just wanted to bring that up. I wonder if there's anything else to add here, Jessica, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I just, I love how, you know, we're identifying just those underlying reasons and connecting with our kid's heart in that way and being able to discern the difference between, okay, when do we focus on the underlying reasons? And then when do we replace them? Maybe toxic beliefs that our kids have about Mm -hmm. themselves and what graceful truth do they need in in those moments? And that's another way that we can kind of bring God's freedom and and truth to those places where they're just stuck. Well, we are going to Roll on over to a break, Lynn and Jessica, but the break's going to be a little bit different. You know, everybody knows that we are in the month where we have opened up the full discipline that connects with your child's heart online course. It's exciting. There's lots of stuff happening around here. Once a year event. (laughs) It's once a year. That's right. It's only once a year. So Jessica, though, I wanted to ask you a question about that because You said something in the bio. You didn't say it. I said it. You wrote it. I read it. And here's what you said. You said you believe that one of the greatest gifts we can give our children is to parent them with the father's heart. You said the connected families framework captures this so well. So here's the question I want to ask you as part of our little break here in the middle of the show. What part of the connected families framework shows the heart of God to his children and is a model for us in how we parent? Yeah, Stacy. when I think about the totality of scripture and just how God in the beginning designed us to be in perfect relationship with him, and we all know that Adam and Eve made a choice that set us on a different trajectory, but God didn't let that stop his grand plan for connection with us. So through Jesus, we are able to, again, connect with the Father. And so when I look at the Connected Families Framework, what I see just from top to bottom, bottom to top is how do we be like, how can we be a safe and loving parent who pursues connection with our kids for the sake of building them up in their identity and calling as a child of God? It just paints the story in scripture so clearly. And I love that we're highlighting the discipline that connects course, because there are so many practical tools to help us implement that and parent from that, that place of the father's heart where there's separation, but we want to come together. And that is so the gospel. I love that. Yep. Oh, Jessica, we're, we're glad to have you on the team as a certified connected families parent coach. Well, I'm so happy to be a part of the families. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to our show today. We're going to get really practical with the second half. I think that there's a lot of parents out there that are hearing our conversation around explosiveness and anger. And they're saying, please tell me how, show me how, what should I do when my child gets explosive? I tend to panic. I think that parents, a lot of parents probably do too. So what would you say to those parents that are like, please just get even a tad more practical? Lynn, do you want to start? Sure. The the role of language in this is really, really significant. And an explosive child often just loses that ability to be articulate when they get upset. And I was just with friends whose uh, son has uh, like a language disability. And 
they've talked about how as he's added some basic language now, he can do four word sentences. It has helped his explosiveness so much. And I've seen that over and over and over. So it's really about a lot of proactive teaching about feelings, words, practicing those when the anger maybe is a little bit lower, not like off the charts, so that they can still access those skills and then really encouraging them in that progress. Because kids vary very much in how well they can access those language skills. You might have a child that's very articulate when he's calm, but then when he gets explosive, he just loses it. So it's really about creating a lot of just right challenges of using language when he's a little bit upset and then a little more upset and then bridging it up to those times of explosiveness, as well as just trying to, you know, take your best shot at putting words in a child's mouth. Wow, you are so mad about those Legos. That was really frustrating for you, I think. Is that right? You know, I'm even asking questions that they might be able to say, yeah, <laughs> too. Because mm-hmm. um, that's when you know you've you've understood your child and they know that they are understood. That's really good. I wonder, Jessica, if we got back to your story from before the break, where you know, you started to realize with the Holy Spirit's help, what was going on with your four-year-old and why he was upset. How did you have that conversation with him? Yeah. So I, I actually went to my daughter first because she was older and I wanted to model caring for the child who was kind of being poked at in that moment. And so just kind of tried to lay the groundwork for compassion. So I kind of that approach first. And then I went to my four-year-old son and I just was able to talk to him about, Hey, like I noticed you're, you're touching the dog and you're kicking over Sissy's Legos. I wonder what might be going on, you know, just to kind of prime the pump and see what he would say. He didn't really, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, he did, he's four, right? He's, we're not getting any like articulate answers here. And so then I was able to say, hey, you know, sometimes things happen in our family between each other where our heart gets hurt. And do you remember the other day when this happened? And so I just kind of noticed and reflected back on that time where I bet when Sissy didn't invite you to play that you felt left out, didn't you? Yes. And so trying to tap into his heart and where that's at. And then encourage him in that place of, I I love it when you're honest. I love when you tell me what's going on in your heart so that as a family, we can work together. And even now he's older, since we're, you know, with with a four-year-old, that may not go perfectly and that's Mm -hmm. okay. We take the win where we can get it, but we're laying the groundwork because now as an almost six-year-old, I had another conversation with him. I actually got some practice last night, naturally, because we're <laughs> we're having this podcast, right? Yep. So, and we all got some practice, but there was a situation between my daughter and son. It was actually a same issue, leaving him out of something. And he just started screaming and whining and making sure that no one else was happy. If I'm not going to be happy, nobody else is going to be happy. <laughs> and so I was able to come to him and say, Hey, bud, you know, it seems like you're really upset. Is that right? Yes. I bet you feel really left out because Sissy won't throw the ball to you. Is that right? And got the yes questions to kind of try to diffuse it, right? We use empathy and connection in those places. And then I just affirmed, I'm really proud of you for being honest. Thank you for telling me that you feel like this is unfair. And I know you want to play with your sister. So are you at a place where you want to go tell her what you just told me? And when you're honest about those things, then we get to work together as a family so that we can keep having fun. 
So these are the places where, you know, I've got a child who has just uh, has a lot of anger and a lot of rage, but just being patient and trusting just the Lord in those places and the progress that has happened over time. And we can celebrate those uh, and have hope. I, I'm going to jump in with a with an older example of a middle school. Our son just had a rough, rough day, and he had been challenging all day long. And I used a lot of connection and humor, and we made it through. But I was pretty exhausted. And I got to the end, and I we, we once we got the younger kids in bed, I I sat with him. And I said, you know, you kind of had the sort of day that I have when I have been really discouraged about something. Is there anything discouraging you? So now I'm relating, I'm modeling it, and then inviting him to figure it out. And then he shared about this really hurtful rejection he had had at school. And then it was like gone. Just all those emotions were just dissipated when he felt understood. This is such good internal work that we're leading our kids to, like understanding how the things that happened in our day, the interactions we have with people, no matter where it is, they affect us. And I, I've had those conversations with my girls too. And then it's just a sweet time to end in prayer and to bringing it to Jesus and to saying he's, he was there with you and he saw it. Mm. And, you know, those, those are just precious times that they can then go to him for comfort because those things happened. Yeah. I love that. That's such yeah. a good framing of that opportunity. Okay. So we got to end our show today. And I think there's one big question that I want to ask, you know, so often we parents are really prone to catastrophizing, right? Our kids get like a low grade in spelling or math in second grade. And we think they're never going to make it to college. Like, oh no, this is a big deal. And, um, and so this, this issue of toddler aggression and explosiveness, not even toddler, like at any age, really, it really can bring up all kinds of concerns in parents. And so I think the question is, when should a parent worry? Like when, when is this a big deal that they, they need to really think about? And as I ask that question, I think about the answer and the answer, right? Because we are faith people is Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Wow. The verse, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I love that verse, but then I kind of got annoyed at that verse because come on. <laughs> um, so I just wonder like, what guidance do you have for parents? who are worrying about the aggression and the explosiveness, the anger in their home? Well, certainly, you know, bringing those big feelings to the Lord, because you have those, you know, it's yeah. like it, anger is, whether it's a sin or not, is about what we do with it. And the same with our anxiety, it's cast your cares on on him because he cares for us. And so pouring your heart out, but then listening for God's perspective in that. And maybe it's kind of pie in the sky, but when we identify that our child is struggling, our child is struggling with anger, that's the truth. But then to look for the opportunity and that's, Lord, I am going to learn to walk with you closer in this challenge. You're going to teach me all sorts of things. You're going to be with me every step of the way. And I don't have to cower in fear or project into the future just this terrible future for my child. I can 
in walking with you, anything is possible. What would you add to that, Jessica? Yeah, I love that, Lynn. I mean, I think about the times where, honestly, I've blown it, where I've missed the opportunities to experience and hear God's voice for my child. And thankfully, there's grace and I get to come back and repair. But when I step into those opportunities, then, you know, I get to have conversations with my kids that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I wasn't checking in with my heart and where I was at, you know? So one of the things that came out of the end of the, you know, that story with my son is I actually got to have a conversation with him about the the verse that says, be angry and do not sin. And he says, what's sin? And so I got to talk, I got to talk to him about what it is. And after I explained it, he goes, Oh, I never want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, what am I cultivating there? I'm cultivating a place where anger is not something we have to be ashamed of or hide, but it is something where we get the practice sensitivity to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that was a sweet moment with my son last night, you know, tucking him into bed. And I could have missed that. So looking for those opportunities has just has been huge in my relationship with my son. Because there's so much hope and that story shows the hope. There's so much opportunity and possibility for growing wisdom that comes out of these very difficult moments. That's true. We, we panic. We're not sure how to show up. But if we just relax and settle in and then tap into the Holy Spirit and ask him what's going on and what is the opportunity and what is the wisdom that I can grow here, then there is so much hope. Lynn Jackson, would you like to have the last word about hope? Yes, because I have seen over and over as I've now I have long term coaching clients, they're not necessarily coaching anymore, but I do stay in touch with them and to see the progress in their kids as they really guide them well to lean into God's presence with their big emotions, that it's just, it's really cool sometimes to see how these gifts gone awry that show up first in big anger. A child is passionate, they're sensitive, they're expressive, they know what they want. Those gifts can be so wonderful in the kingdom of God as a blessing to the world. And that's the kind of stuff that gets me super excited when both parents and kids can see what the Holy Spirit is doing in their family and how uniquely each person is created and how to develop that in ways that just bring joy and connection to each other and connection to the Lord. Oh, good. Oh, and with that, I think this was an excellent podcast. So Lynn and Jessica, thanks so much for being here today. It was fun. Thank you, Stacey. (laughs) It was a joy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. We have a PDF linked in the show notes that is the anger spectrum for kids for you to check out. Also, don't miss out. Go to the show notes or straight to our connectedfamilies.com site to get all of the information about discipline that connects with your child's heart. Registration is only open for another week or so, and then it closes until next year at this time. Well, we are a listener-supported organization. Over 50,000 parents like you listen to this podcast every month. 
Individual donations make the work to equip and encourage families possible. For more information about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time. Thank you.